I was in the House of Commons this afternoon, and it was a tense and expectant house. Members became a little impatient as the big clock above the speaker's chair ticked off the minutes, while no less than 111 questions were answered by various cabinet ministers. Everyone wanted to hear the prime minister. When Mr. Chamberlain rose briskly to his feet, silence settled over the house. He began by quoting, almost with satisfaction, from his speech made at the end of the Finnish War, in which he predicted that the policy of Sweden and Norway would not, in the end, save them from aggression. The Prime Minister went on to say that the Allies were going to the assistance of Norway, and that heavy units of the fleet were now at sea. The speech was brief and added nothing to reports that had been published. The debate that followed, if it can be called a debate, was noisy and inconclusive. One member, suggesting that the matter should be referred to the League of Nations, was howled down. Another, wanting to advocate an immediate and complete change of government, was swamped by a wave of shouting and cries of order, order, and sit down. Still another backbencher wanted to make a speech about Japanese aggression in China. At least I think that's what he wanted to talk about. He had no chance at all. One question as to why the Germans were able to effect a landing on the north of Norway when British naval patrols were out and when Britain claims control of the sea met with a caustic reply from the Prime Minister. He suggested that the questioner restrain both his impatience and his criticism until the facts are known. The debate was brief. The House didn't want to talk about anything except the war against Germany, and there was nothing to be said about that after the Prime Minister's speech. Members were inclined to be bellicose, and at times unruly. They clearly wanted a victory, not lengthy discussion. There was no drama in the Commons this afternoon, comparable with that involved in the announcement of Mr. Chamberlain's flight to Munich. No parliamentary leader attacked the government. The House approved overwhelmingly of the decision to aid Norway, and appeared willing to wait for news as to just how that was going to be done. But there were many indications, both in the House and in the lobbies afterward, that Parliament expects prompt and decisive action. If it should be said of Norway, as it was of Finland, that Allied help was too little and too late, there would be changes in the political leadership of this country. One familiar figure was missing from the role of ministers occupying the government front bench this afternoon. Mr. Winston Churchill, the man who many Britishers believe will win this war for them, was not there. He was busy elsewhere. And so, at one o'clock in the morning, London does not know what steps have been taken to assist Norway, does not know which of the many rumors of naval actions in the stormy waters of the North Sea off the coast of Norway should be believed. But the British are confident of their Navy and believe that Mr. Churchill will have good news for them before many hours have passed.